the mountain bike scene, I don't think it was as large as it is now. And just that side of outdoor recreation is growing in popularity. We've definitely been able to ride that wave because um, we were already leaning into that scene anyways. It just wasn't as popular. And so as it's grown in popularity, we've been able to just kind of tap into it and say like, hey, we're here. Welcome to the Be Epic Podcast, brought to you by the Sam M. Walton College of Business at the University of Arkansas. I'm your host, Brent Williams. Together, we'll explore the dynamic landscape of business and uncover the strategies, insights, and stories that drive business today. Well, today I have with me Kyle Graves. Uh, Kyle is the Director of Operations at Bearded Goat, an alum of the Walton College. Kyle, yes. thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited, uh, to, excited to be here. Well, I'm super excited that you're here and, uh, you know, I know you're engaged in the outdoor recreation economy in Arkansas, which is really growing yes. and, and exploding. So I kind of want to, I really want to center us on that. But first, maybe uh, your story a little bit. Yeah. Um, I know you were, you graduated from the Walton College, but kind of tell us all about you. Yeah. Um, so I grew up here in Fayetteville. Um, went to Fayetteville High School before they tore it down and built the new one. Um, I think we were the last class in the old high school. Um, but yeah, came here, went to U of A, studied supply chain and um, marketing and economics were my minors. Okay. Um, and then interned at Walmart between my junior and senior year, got a job there right after graduation. Um, and they had these like training development programs and I was in the one in merchandising. So mm -hmm. did that for about two years and kind of realized it wasn't my, my speed. Um, and got an opportunity to help start something, a bearded goat, um, from the ground up. And so got approached by the guy that had kind of raised some money and, um, his name's Terry and decided to jump ship from Walmart at the time. Had learned a lot and kind of just big, big retail space. Mm -hmm. I was in a planning role. So it's basically in control of, in control of the budget for a buyer. Um, I was over hangers and laundry baskets and mm -hmm. things not so outdoorsy uh <laughs> but no it was great i learned a lot and yeah. did that and um yeah i jumped ship i think it was the end of 2017 like december of 2017 um and yeah been at beard goat ever since so it'll be six years six years this fall well those training development programs at walmart and and specifically in merchandising um, are tremendous in what you learned, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, just like the, the span of what you learn in yes. a really short period of time uh, is, yeah. is pretty tremendous. It's crazy. It's the phrase drinking from water hose. You know, people mm -hmm. say it's it's so true. I remember coming home and I was with three roommates at the time and I think two of the three were working at Walmart and we'd come home and our brains were just like fried. And we were just like, what is happening? Um, but yeah, you, you know, I, I don't know if they've changed it since, but you would do 10 or so weeks in like a replenishment role. And then you do a buyer role, sourcing, product development, planning. Um, and then at the end, they'd spit you out into a, a full-time position. And so, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I'm really grateful for what I learned there and just kind of understanding how retail works, you know, retail math works in a, in a day-to-day -day setting, how to analyze a business. Um, I think I learned a lot of my analytical skills were definitely there. Um, I honed them in there for sure. So it was good, but I did not love the, uh, the cube farm is what we refer to it as, uh, in the startup world, but was not a fan of that. So yeah. 
So the transition to Bearded Goat, to working working with Terry, helping start this company up. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I guess outdoors is something personally you're passionate about. Yeah, for sure. You know, we grew up going to the Buffalo River every summer, going to the lake every summer, running on the trails. Mountain biking wasn't as big of a thing growing Mm -hmm. up. I played basketball growing up, so I was kind of a jockey um, and a sports guy. And so... But in the summer, you know, we were outside. In the fall, you know, we were outside. So that's that's kind of how I was raised and how I spent my time. You know, my my dad and I would fish throughout the year, every year, and that was kind of like our thing. And got into fly fishing towards the end of college and um, skiing every chance I could get. So any chance I could get outside, we were doing it, basically. Yeah. Um, so that was always kind of just a part of who I was, and my interests have always been there. And so, yeah, when Terry... Um, approached me and I was still at Walmart with the opportunity to come kind of like help him launch the thing and he explained hey I'm gonna create a brand in the outdoor world didn't really know anything else than that I was kind of like yeah I like the outdoors and I've learned some stuff about retail um so let's you know let's do it yeah and the purpose of the company um I I don't know if I'm gonna get this exactly right but basically boil it down to you guys are really trying to help more people get outside and I guess align the the gear and apparel between technical and everyday? Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, that's on our website, I'm pretty yeah. sure, at this point. And we've, you know, a brand is, a brand identity for us has kind of changed a little bit as we've, as we've grown. And, you know, certain things will take grip in the market and other things won't. And so you kind of have to adapt a little bit. Um, but, yeah, our identity from the start was, hey, if we can... It was me and uh, Owen Bell is my counterpart at the company. He's our creative director. And then McCain Martin is in charge of our product development. Um, he's also a, a UARC alum in the Walton College. So, yeah, us three, we're all from, and we kind of run the we run the company day to day. And so us three all grew up in northwest Arkansas. Um, we all have a little bit different interests. You know, mm-hmm. McCain has family in the West Coast, so surfing was big in his uh, upbringing and interest. And uh, I spent time on the river and camping and Owen was also in Rogers growing up outdoors. And so us three kind of blended our interests, um, in the outdoors and how it's authentic to this area, which mm-hmm. for us shows up either on a trail of some sort or on the water of some sort. And that's kind of where we've boiled it down um, okay. to those two environments. And then we said, Hey, let's, let's just make an outdoor lifestyle brand clothing brand that we make stuff we can wear doing any of that. Um, was kind of the idea and so it's it's loose enough where we can create products that don't necessarily fit into a specific water category it's it's more just lifestyle but our inspiration and the soul of our brand lives lives there so if if you're asking you maybe to reflect over the last what five six years yeah. that, that you've been there <clears throat> you know today where the company and the brand is at and maybe the products uh versus when you started five or six years ago what what is still the case or what's still true and maybe what's different yeah that's a good question what's different you know I think we started probably trying to make products that were way more technical than we do now Um, and making clothes is really hard like Mm -hmm. it's it's us three we have an idea for a piece and then we turn it into reality and so it's it's a long process it's expensive process Um, but I think originally we were trying to make, you know, pretty intense outdoor, you know, stuff you could ski in, really technical pieces, water-resistant clothing and rain jackets and 
more high end on the technical side. Mm-hmm. And I think we've shifted over the years into more of a lifestyle um, brand. We still have hits of technical pieces and our our products are really, really high quality and they're designed with a lot of intentionality, but the technical aspects aren't as important to the product, um, mm-hmm. I would say now. Mm-hmm. And that's allowed us to reach just kind of a broader market, you know, and guys that are like, hey, I'm not in the rain every day hiking, but the one time I am a year, I'm gonna grab this jacket, you know? And all the other weekends I'm not hiking in the rain, I can wear this jacket. So we've kind of shifted our focus there. Um, But the focus on being outside and spending time outside has remained constant for sure. So the the purpose clearly is the same. It's just the business pivoted just a little bit. Yeah, the the assortment and the offering has kind of changed a little bit. So For someone that's not been engaged in apparel, you you know, you mentioned apparel is hard and it's very hard, Mm -hmm. right? You know, you've got short selling seasons often um, and then for one given product you've got multiple sizes and colors and it's a it's a big challenge yes. uh, to go from an idea to execution and, and execution well talk us through a little bit of that process oh man yeah it's you know so you you'll come up with an idea for a, for a silhouette you know like the pants I'm wearing or are launching this fall they're heavyweight cotton canvas, um, kind of like a workwear type of pant. Mm-hmm. So we'll have an idea in our head of like, hey, we want a pant that's a little bit baggier fit, heavy duty cotton. Um, you know, and in the beginning, you don't know what different types of fabrics they are, at least I didn't. Yeah. So I was like, all right, we want something durable. What does that mean? Well, it probably means it's cotton and it probably has a little bit of like canvas aspect to it. So you'd start sourcing uh, fabrics until you feel the one you like and you think is the right um, style. And then you get a prototype made, which is always way off you know and fit and how it looks and um, colors are always random you don't have like a bright orange work pant that we would never make that color but that's what you have until you're closer to placing your orders um, so you refine the fit over a couple months and you get the fit right and then you choose your colors and you know you're selecting pantones and then you're dyeing fabric and you have to wait for that sample to come in and you're approving a color decision you know months in advance um, before you get to see the, fi- the finished garment um, and so it's a lot of kind of deciding on the fly, you know, we're, we're making really calculated decisions, but we have to make them quick, um, because you're, you're making the decisions basically you're out, um, for when the product gets here. So, yeah. And lots can change in a, in a year, oh, right? For sure. So, um, big, big challenge managing a, an apparel supply chain. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's, you know, we have, we have some really good partners that help us make the stuff and they're really flexible. And I think because our team is so small, we're able to make decisions quickly. And if us three can kind of get aligned on an idea, whether it's a color or a fit or style of a piece, um, we know it's pretty much a a home run hitter. So that's kind of the grid we, we push it through. Well, you know, as we, as we mentioned at the outset, um, you know, the outdoor economy, outdoor recreation economy in Arkansas, uh, has, you know, well, one, I guess we've had the natural assets for, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, forever, right. but it seems like we're really getting aligned as a state and as a region on, um, I would say leveraging those assets, you yeah. know, from, uh, from a quality of life and from an economic development standpoint, just, you know, you're a native here. What, what, what do you see and oh, how man. are you guys participating in all that? Yeah, no doubt. Like, I think the, the Greenway was the first, the Razorback Greenway was kind of the first piece that I recognized and I was like whoa this is this is legit you know it, it runs all the way from 
downtown Fayetteville to Bentonville and it's continuous and you can ride your bike. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember when they, when they completed that, but that was the first piece to me that I recognized, um, the growth and then obviously the mountain biking, that's the biggest piece for our brand. Um, and me personally, you know, I spend a couple times a week, I'll go in the mornings and, and ride on the trails, but that's, that's been the most obvious is just the, the growth and the development around the mountain bike scene. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically in Bentonville and Fayetteville and Northwest Arkansas and then even across the state now it's you know there's a lot of trails being developed and people look for ways to get on them um, whether it's your first time on a bike or people are traveling here from all over the world now we'll run into people in Bentonville you know in their vans and they drove from Maine to Bentonville Arkansas and they're parked outside camping and like man we heard about Bentonville we got to get down there and I was like Bentonville you how why are you coming to Arkansas you know because mm-hmm. we've known it was great but the the development and the the building of the trail system and how it connects to the culture of the cities I think is really cool um, and then the the lake is another big piece of our brand which mm-hmm. you know we've we've grown up on and because it's controlled by the Corps of Engineers it's not as commercialized um, mm-hmm. which is a good thing mm-hmm. uh, it keeps its natural beauty there so yeah that's and that's even grown though too you know wake wake surf boats that's kind of where our brand lives and um you were surfing behind a boat i don't know if you've ever done it i have we need yeah. to take you out sometime yeah i'll uh, go again though yeah right. let's go it's uh it's a blast but you know those they're way more popular than when i was a kid you know it was yep. like you go on the lake and it'd be pontoons and maybe one cobalt you know or something and now it's these super nice wake surf boats everywhere so you know and i think that's you know probably credit to a lot of the big um, corporations and up north that are cultivating the region and you know the involvement of the Walton College here and how mm-hmm. it's connecting students to those job opportunities and making this area just more of a desirable place to live mm-hmm. I think it's like you said it's always been desirable but they're starting to tell people about it um, which has its pros and cons for yeah sure. yeah well you know in building a brand like yours and a company like yours I mean I'm sure I'm sure there's a benefit just being here around all in in that ecosystem Mm -hmm. for Uh, sure the relationships with other entrepreneurs and companies there's a lot of support for entrepreneurs building companies here as well yes yeah there is you know we when we started you know five years ago um the mountain bike scene i don't think it was as large as it is now and Mm -hmm. um so from just uh, what we were talking about earlier just that side of outdoor recreation is growing in popularity we've definitely been able to ride that wave um because we were already leaning into that scene anyways it just wasn't as popular and so as it's grown in popularity we've been able just to just kind of tap into it and say like hey we're here this is what we're about anyways um and we've been able to ride that wave but yeah the startup scene is way more connected um than i thought it was you know going here i studied supply chain and interned at walmart like i said and so my exposure to the business world was always in the biggest of settings in Walmart and so mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't have a lot of exposure to the startup world um, until I left to help start Bearded Goat but since then you know it's amazing the connections um, across small businesses and founders that are trying to figure out ways to help each other and um, come up with ideas and just kind of cross-pollinate almost yeah as, cool. as, as you sort of uh, look for, look forward for the company, um, you know, what's kind of the hopes and dreams? And then, you know, uh, maybe even, 
you know, your, your hopes for our region and our state as it relates to outdoor recreation? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I think dreams, hopes and dreams for Bearded Goat would be, um, you know, we kind of have this, this internal argument with us three where we're kind of like, we want to brag and, and make it known where we're from and we're from Northwest Arkansas and that's where our inspiration and our identity for the brand comes from. Um, but you also don't want to be too specific to a region because you can limit the size of your uh, potential market. And so we kind of have this debate of back and forth, like how do we wave our flag of where we're from, but not put us in a small box of, you know, a specific demographic. And so um, I think continuing to find that balance as we grow and find more people that just enjoy spending time outside and they like spending time on the lake and they like spending time on the trails and they like the clothes that we make because it, it supports this lifestyle of adventure and creativity and just getting outside in, in creative ways. Um, so I think if we can continue to grow and find more and more people that like this lifestyle that we're promoting, um, that's the vision. It's not very specific, but yeah. you know, just growth, man, just seeing people like I saw someone this weekend wearing a pair of our swim trunks at the farmer's market. And every time I see someone wearing a, a piece, like we always take a picture and send it to each other and, that never gets old. It's really yeah. fun because you, you spend so much time and thought creating like a pair of swim trunks mm-hmm. and then you see someone wearing it and you're like, man, you chose to buy that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and wear that today. Mm-hmm. And so it's just cool. Um, but yeah, for the region, you know, I, you hear the sayings of like, this is the next Austin um, all the time. At least we, you know, we hear those and I think it's real. And I think we have a, a unique setup here. I guess it is similar to Austin with, you know, the biggest corporation in the world, and then you have Tyson and J.B. Hunt and all the resources and energy that they're pouring into the economy here. But then you also have SEC school that's yeah. in the same area. And so you get the, the energy and the youthfulness of the college world, and you, you blend those together with a unique outdoor market that's growing in popularity. It just has this really cool, unique hub mm-hmm. that isn't like, and we're in the South, so, you know, it's not a coastal city. Yep which is also unique. Um, but I think people are desiring that, you know, it's cheaper to live. I don't know the stats on like how many people move here a day, but I know they're keeping track. Um, but I think if we can continue to grow and figure out a way to accommodate for all the people that are moving here, but not lose sight of what made Northwest Arkansas unique in the first place, that'd be cool. I agree. I agree. Well, we were reminiscing. Uh, before this, I think I met you yeah. when you were a freshman in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe kind of shifting gears just a little bit, as you think back to your time in the Walton College and at the University of Arkansas, you know, and, and now you're six, seven years post that, you know, helping run and build a company. What are some of the things or experiences that really stand out to you that you think? gave you uh, an advantage in that Hmm. that's a good question yeah I think uh, you know taking your taking your classes seriously is a really important thing I think trying to maximize what you're getting out of class is important um, which is hard to do when you're 18 Mm -hmm. you know like hey what you're learning is really important and will apply to you in six years from now but telling that to six years ago me it's hard to like hammer home yeah. um, 
But I think that and, and networking and making relationships is really important. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone says that looking back, but it really is, you know. Yeah. The people you meet, you know, if you can build a relationship and build a little bit of trust and network as you continue your career and get into your career, the people you know is so important, you know, being able to ask questions and bounce things off of them, especially in the startup world. Like so much is, is leveraging your network for everything um, from fundraising to marketing, to product testing, to feedback. It's, you know, it's everything. So if you have a large network of authentic relationships and you can really leverage them and it gives you a, gives you a leg up, I think. I couldn't agree more. You know, when you, when you think about, when I think about our students, you know, I, I want them leaving the Walton College with, you know, with knowledge and skills. I mean, of course, that's maybe one of the first things you think about when you think about going to college. Yeah. But then layering experiences of any kind, you know, you mentioned an internship mm-hmm. at, at Walmart or an internship at any size company can be super beneficial. And, and then you cannot understate this, the power of the relationships that you form, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and that network that you really start to build and then that network starts to expand over time. Like those are real, real valuable. Yes, yeah, they're invaluable. We, I studied abroad in between my sophomore and junior year with Molly Rapert um, mm-hmm. and Sam Borkstad, who we mentioned earlier in the mm-hmm. podcast. And, and it was so much fun, like just from an experience standpoint, you know, if you're listening to this and you're a student, go study abroad. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Like it's the most fun, free will. You get to learn and experience things and be in a different culture. And um, I think that experience of getting outside my comfort zone was really important because I'm from Fayetteville and you know, go here and I see people I've known forever at the mm-hmm. coffee shop. But going and living in a different country for six weeks really did push me out of my comfort zone, which I think helped transition into Bearded Goat, where it's like, hey, there's no rules here sink or swim if you're trying to make this thing work you gotta you gotta grind and so i think that was an important piece that i didn't realize probably until the past two or three years where mm-hmm. i was like man that that experience in college definitely helped me now um and even some relationships you know and Veliquit. uh mm-hmm. i think our first or second year at bearded goat i don't know if molly connected us or what but we me and owen somehow ended up coming and doing like a presentation for one of their classes and we were Owen was, was redesigning our logo and we were getting feedback on that and then also some like guerrilla marketing efforts and we actually got an idea from one of their classes for like a college rep program and we ran it for a couple months to kind of get some boots on the ground mm-hmm. in the early days and you know we implemented that idea from a class from a student um, and it helped us kind of get over the first hump of the first couple months of business and since then we repositioned in and have pivoted a couple times but yeah, if, if I wouldn't have had connections still at the Walton College, probably wouldn't have happened. Um, well, well I, I love that story, your story of, in, in some ways, the University of Arkansas and Walton College kept you here, right? Yeah. You know, you worked for a really, really large company uh, and got some tremendous experience there. Now you've been in a startup for five or six years mm-hmm. and you, you've still kept yourself engaged. And, you know, the two faculty members in marketing, in our department of marketing, uh, Molly Rapert and Ann Bellicat that you just mentioned, are they do a great job of engaging business of, of all size in, yeah. in with our students. Yeah, and I think it, it really helps the students, you know, when you have someone from 
the real world business setting come in and they're not that much older than you Mm -hmm. and they're talking to you about their experiences and they're asking you for your advice i think that's when the the brain has like a different chamber you know and when you can activate that chamber of thinking in a business real world business setting that's where the learning takes place you know and they do a great job of of doing that for sure they sure do well you've hit on this a little bit um you mentioned uh study abroad uh is Mm -hmm. something you advise students but just as you think about our students today right um what are some of the pieces of advice that you know from where you sit today that you would give to our students yeah i would say um this might be kind of lame but i would say just go get a job Hmm. like if you're working if you're in the business college and you don't know what you want to do which i didn't um when I was, you know, I knew I liked business and supply chain was interesting. So I was like, hey, I'll, I'll major in that. Um, go get a job where you can work in addition to your studies and you can learn what you like and don't like. And you can figure out what you're p- passionate about and what you're interested in. And not everyone, you know, is fortunate enough to do something that they love. But if you can, then you should pursue it. So, yeah, I would say just get a job. Just work. Figure out what you like. Figure out what you don't like. Um check things off the list, compare that to what you're studying and try and connect the dots as much as you can between the classroom and then your real world job, you know, as much as you can. And the more you can do that, the four years you're here, I think the transition to working full time will be a little bit easier and you might be able to pick up speed quicker. Mm-hmm. So, Kyle, I couldn't agree with you more, actually. <laughs> uh, I really couldn't. Um, you know, I think about, I think about education you know, uh, a business school education is so enhanced when you're learning and applying, and um, and and it doesn't matter. I, I I agree with you. It doesn't matter what job you're doing, what company you're with, right. as long as you're learning and applying and back and forth. It's how you get the most out of mm-hmm. out of education. But then you know it it does teach you what you know what you're interested in what you're not interested in and you know a, a typical student not every student but a you know a typical student you mentioned an 18 year old coming in as a freshman and leaving as a 22 year old uh there's a lot of change and transition in your life during that period of time so you oh, yeah. want as much experience as mm-hmm. you as you can yeah i mean i remember i worked at uh walker brothers through college another mm-hmm. yeah john cole john cole another professor uh is he still teaching uh he's not teaching but he's still involved okay nice yeah i worked there freshman year all the way through school mm-hmm. and i was in a fraternity too and so we'd go and i worked on commission so i was like hey the more of my buddies i can get here to come buy jackets and stuff the more my paycheck's gonna be mm-hmm. so you know inadvertently I, I learned how to leverage my connections in my job and you know, I was, I was interested in clothing and they had a good outdoor clothing section in the store that was kind of in its early stages. And so, you know, I was able to go do that from noon to five every day after class and then come back and learn about supply chain. And after I did that, I went to Walmart and I was like, man, I really, I really enjoy the sales and networking and marketing parts of Walker Brothers and clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I really did enjoy the analytical, big data, Walmart, you know, in a retail setting type of stuff, but I feel like I wasn't able to make the impact in such a big company. So when I came to Bearded Goat, those two things kind of clicked where I was like, man, I, I like sales and guerrilla marketing and small business, but 
you know, I also like data and making projections and analyzing stuff. And so I was able to marry those two things up. Um, but I didn't realize the value of a part-time job, I don't think, mm-hmm. until now where I'm like, man, I, I enjoyed that. I just didn't really know that's what I was enjoying um, mm-hmm. until I got into Bearded Goat, probably. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like you've taken advantage of all of those experiences and combined them in a way now in a role at uh, Bearded Goat that seems to be just a great fit for you. Yeah, it's been really fun. It's it definitely is a good fit. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for anything. It's you know I think it's the the best job in the world because it's us three and we're we're creating and it's hard and the market's hard and starting a starting an outdoor apparel brand that's nationwide out of Arkansas is pretty hard. <laughs> um, but and it's really fun. So, well, we're glad you're here in Northwest Arkansas. The Walton college is super proud that you're one of our oh, alums. Yeah. Uh, thank you. And so we wish you the best and wish bearded goat the best. And thank you. thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Yeah, of course. Of course. It's awesome. On behalf of the Walton college, thank you for joining us for this captivating conversation. To stay connected and never miss an episode, simply search for Be Epic on your preferred podcast service.